0: This is germ warfare, the battle of ideas. Do this. Yeah! It's been a long time coming since I started in the game. Long time running, put my heart into the lane. People know the hustle and the people know the name. Do they understand the struggle? Do they really know the pain? An honorary heathen in a land of no religion. And honestly I'm feeling like a limited edition. Famous in my sight because I'm living with ambition. Playing in the game of life I got infinite ammunition. (laughs) My vision coming to fruition Did it independently, didn't need their supervision Come to me for wisdom, so I'm more than a musician I could never be a victim, I don't meet the definition Nah, smarter mathematician So I multiply while they just focused on division Try to take away, but I just focus on addition Tunnel vision, no optician, I don't see the competition Praying how they teach us, but imperfect in conviction Try to follow Jesus, but I'm not a perfect Christian Devil on my shoulder trying to lead me to perdition Angel on the other trying to keep me on this mission And this is benediction to a non-believer, what I say is superstition. To a true believer, what I say is erudition. Not a missionary, I'm just finding my position. Uh, Always stay real. Never been a slave, so I'm never gonna kneel. I don't play it safe, I don't care how they feel. From the cradle to the grave, I'ma always stay real. Always stay real. Never been a slave, so I'm never gonna kneel. I will never cave, I don't care how they feel. From the cradle to the grave, I'ma always stay real.
1: The sound and face of Zuby. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Almost, almost two years since, uh, since Zuby was on with me. It's a great pleasure to have you back, buddy.
2: No doubt, man. Happy to see you. That's right. I've been in the States for three weeks now. I've been in the great States of Texas and Florida. Been to Houston, Austin, Orlando, and Miami so far. And then I'm heading up to Dallas and Fort Worth before carrying on with the rest of my U.S. trip.
1: I, I hope, I hope that you are socially distancing, Zubi. Absolutely not. I'm getting <laughs> as close as possible to people, hugging, hugging all sorts of
2: people, hugging people, <laughs> kissing people, talking to people. It's wonderful.
1: Uh, you know, it's funny when, when you and I last chatted, none of this was happening. Uh, yeah. The whole world is upside down right now.
2: Yeah I mean, we thought it was upside down before, but uh,
1: that was just a precursor
0: <laughs> to I uh, was a precursor to where we are now.
1: You know it's it's funny. Um, you you're a great musician, there's no doubt about that, and um, we'll chat a little bit about that momentarily. But you're also an amazing tweeter. Your tweets are out of this world. I mean, you you get social media completely in a tiz.
2: <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, I just say what I believe. And I often, a lot of my tweets are just me thinking out loud, right? I just have a brain that mm-hmm. works in a certain way. And if I, find, if I find something intriguing or interesting that I'm thinking on any given day, then I just put it out there. I figure, hey, if I find this interesting or I find it funny, or I think this is an interesting question, then let me put this out there to several hundred thousand or perhaps millions of people and see what they think and it resonates and I don't filter myself too hard. And I'm happy to talk about a lot of things that other people don't and won't or to come at them from a different angle. And a lot of people appreciate that. So I can only ever speak for myself, but in the process of me doing so by proxy, I speak for hundreds of millions, if not potentially billions of people on various issues. People are being Mm -hmm. silenced
1: for simply opposing this vaccine nonsense.
2: Yep. And oftentimes not so specifically even for opposing the vaccine per se, but for opposing the mandates, opposing Mm. segregation, opposing people trying to force and bully and coerce other people, which is really strange. Because if you were to just go back to January 2020 and you were to advocate for some of the things that people are currently advocating for, often case people who call themselves, you know, progressive or even liberal, then those same people would be totally astonished by it. And what's happened is that there's been this psyop and this global propaganda wave for the past 18 months that's really infiltrated into hundreds of millions, maybe billions of brains. And people, as a result, are no longer thinking clearly. They're not thinking rationally. A lot of what they're saying and advocating for and a lot of the rules, regulations, et cetera, through all of this and all these different countries doesn't make sense. It has huge gaping logical holes in it, which actually once pointed out the vast majority of people can realize and understand. But I think it's just been going on for so long that for some people, I mean, I, I, you know, some people have woken up. There are people who definitely were in a different position a year ago to where they are now. But I think there's a segment of people who just, I think they're addicted to the fear. Um, They're addicted to the Mm. I don't know, maybe the, the rush of it all. And they've just gotten so used to living their lives in a certain way. And they've gotten into the sort of toxic tribalism of it, of this us versus them mentality. I mean, I don't give a crap if somebody is vaccinated or not. Right? I've never I've never cared about that ever in my life. Never. Yeah. No, no one did. Right. Nobody did. <laughs> this is the point. Right. No, nobody did. Nobody was there like, oh, you know, I've been uninvited for a Christmas dinner because, I, I didn't get my flu shot this week. Like, wait, what, what? What are you talking about, mate? You know, oh, I think, uh, I think people who haven't had a such and such medicine should be should be banned from restaurants. I'm like, what? Like, mm. so all of all of this is new. It's very unprecedented, and that's what makes it very unnerving, but also somewhat interesting, I guess, from a psychological standpoint.
1: So when you and I last chatted, it was quite literally at the beginning of all of this, so we didn't even mention it. Um, but mm. you said in that conversation with me that uh, that you you believe that there is a depopulation agenda and you know what zuby i agree with you i, I might not have agreed with you then but mm. everything has changed
2: i mean if i look at man it depends on how far back you want to go i mean mm. eugenics never really left i think it's important for people to know that that mm. there are a lot of very very wealthy Very, very powerful people going back throughout history, you know, past century or so. There was a time where, you know, eugenics was was mainstream. Right. If you were to go back about a century, you know, 80 to I don't know, I guess 60 to 100 years ago, it had a mainstream phase. And now, of course, it's a very dirty word. But there are a lot of people who still have that mentality. I'm sure you've heard people saying that, you know, the world is overpopulated. Yes. The best thing you can do. The best thing you can do for climate change is don't have children or if you're going to have children yeah. only have one.
1: It's all nonsense.
2: Every yeah, of course, of course it is. Um but these ideas have been existed for decades and that there are very powerful people in governments and media etc who still subscribe to that. Um mm. and if you the re, the reason I said would have said that on the last one is simply because if you look at modern western society. I mean even if you didn't even if you didn't know all of this stuff that dates back decades. Everything You know, people are, everything is set up to, if you look at all the things that are being pushed, how many mainstream agendas are being pushed that encourage male-female coupling and having children and having families?
1: No, it's all anti that. Nothing, everything
2: is anti it. Whether Mm. you want to talk about the abortion agenda, the LGBT agenda, this new trans agenda, which obviously renders people infertile, Um, Whether you want to talk about the way feminism has morphed into what it is now and the sort of male-female rivalry that's been set Mm -hmm. up, the economic and financial factors. In fact, even if you do want to have a family, it's far more expensive and difficult to do than it used to be. Um, The the denigration of religious institutions, the denigration of marriage itself and laws like no-fault divorce, etc., incentivizing people essentially to either not get married or even if they do maybe to get out of it there's just a lot of anti-family anti uh anti-reproductive agendas going on um particularly in the west i mean every single climate change is
1: even is even exactly that
2: oh dude yeah yeah of course of course Mm. because they they literally will say i mean if if, i mean i could go on twitter right now and i could say hey i want to have 10 kids Right. I'm going to get a bunch of people. I'll have a bunch of people in my mentions telling me about how that's bad for the environment and the world is overpopulated, et cetera, which is also not the world is not overpopulated like that. That Malthusian mm. nonsense has been and, and it's also, it's not by accident that people who tend to believe that tend to live in places like New York City or Los Angeles, individual cities that might be overpopulated. Mm. But generally, if you understand the world and how resources, et cetera, work, I mean that that notion. It it, it it. I don't I don't see how people still believe in that notion. But I think it's quite an anti, it's an anti-human agenda, as far as I'm concerned. So that that's me. So I I really just read the dots. I'm I'm just looking at all these things and seeing okay, what's the through line between all of these narratives that are really really being pushed, right? they are really being mm-hmm. pushed over the last decade or two. What do these things all have in common? And what they all have in common is that they reduce the likelihood that people are going to couple up and have families and maintain families. And then you've also got things that are just more obvious. I mean, if, uh, if you go back, I'm trying to remember the name. I'm trying to remember the name. There's a very, very influential, I don't know if he was a, I think he was, he was a scientist, I think back in the, the 60s or the 70s. I want to say perhaps it was in the Nixon era. Um, who was one of the policy advisors. And then you have institutes like the, the Guttmacher Institute, et cetera. There's a lot of, um, <laughs> there are a lot of anti, anti-human population, let me call them, individuals, organizations, and movements out there. And of course, they're not going to call themselves that. No. Um, but if you look between the lines, I mean, so, some of them will be quite obviously anti-natalist. But if you kind of read between the lines a little bit, And you also look at the effect on it. I mean, every single country in the West, as far as I'm aware, has a below replacement level birth rate. There might be an exception. I know every country in Europe has a below replacement birth rate. I know the USA does. I think every single country in the Western world has this. So this also shows how effective it's been. And it's even more effective when you can make people believe that it's totally their own decision. Yeah. Right. So someone will hear me say this and they'll be going, oh, but Zuby, isn't it good that people now... You know have the choice to whether or not they want to get married or have children etc and I'm, I'm not arguing against that that the choice for that to be I mean I think most people probably should not be genetic dead ends but regardless it's not I think the best form of propaganda is when it's made to seem like it came from the individual themselves <laughs> right like reversed. right that, that's the best yes the best form of propaganda is when it the person who is sp- spitting out the the talking points truly believes that they just came up with that on their own people you know people people fall for narratives or people believe in narratives there's nothing wrong with a narrative in itself i mean human beings are mm. we're, we're storytellers yeah. we we mm. love we love stories right yeah. we love stories we always have whether they're fiction or they're you know true stories or their biographies whatever it is and i think when you have a society that is quite fragmented and unmoored perhaps from its original beliefs and values, then it's easier to hit people with other narratives and ideas and get them to fall into them and to believe in them. And I think that I think anyone who listens to me has probably heard me use the term secular religion before, mm. which is the notion that a lot of people fall into what I consider secular religions almost. I mean, I think there's a very, very... Religious or perhaps, in this case, I could say cultish element to a lot of what's been going on over the past eighteen months, right? With yeah. people almost, this virus of COVID has become a, a deity in some mm. sense, right? Yeah. It's everything. It was somehow determined and established for us that the most important thing in the world is COVID, right? That's how. That's how. That's the only way that what a lot of people are doing and governments, etc have uh that's the only way it makes sense they've determined that COVID is more important than it's more important than human rights it's more important than other religions because they closed down churches mosques etc it's more important than civil liberties it's more important than every other disease every other source of death Um, it's it's the most important thing that's why in a country like new zealand you know one case boom lock down the entire country entire country we one case no no death no hospitalization but because COVID is now the god, this supersedes absolutely everything, <laughs> right? Look at this push that's been going on now. All the coercion, all the incentives, all the you know it's it's a it's a fervor. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense from a logical scientific standpoint. And of course, these people will keep saying, "Follow the science, trust the experts, etc." But there's nothing logical nor no, scientific about much of what is going on. It's become very ritualistic, very tribalistic. Mm. Um, I mean, it's something that should actually be like a really simple and straightforward thing to deal with, especially at this point. But people don't want to let go because they've based their identity in many yes. cases, even around it. They've based their identity now around masks and vaccines and weird little rituals, etc. Um, yeah. And not just that, but they want to denigrate and insult and even punish people who have not fallen into this same uh, cult as them. It's it's a very strange thing.
1: You're a very confusing um, hip-hop artist. You you speak with an American accent, but you're British, and you grew up in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, uh, standard. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) tell me a little bit about that quickly. Yeah, I mean, you summed it up. So I was born (laughs) in the UK.
2: (laughs) I was born in England. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I moved there when I was one. I went to an American school from preschool up until fifth grade, up until the age of eleven, and then um, my family background is originally from Nigeria, so I'm a British Nigerian who grew up in Saudi Arabia and went to an American school, and that is uh, a summary of my of my background. So that's why people think you know people think I'm American, or they don't they don't really know. You
1: deadlifted what is it? Two hundred and thirty five kilos? Is that right? Uh, so yeah, about that, something like that. Which in its it was
2: two thirty, I think it was two thirty in the video.
1: Yeah, I mean that's on that on its own is a fantastic deadlift, right? Um, Thank you. But, but we'll come back to that in a second, also, because I want to ask you how you how you got to that. But w- <laughs> what made that deadlift phenomenal was that you identified as a woman, and then you broke <laughs> you broke the woman's record.
0: <laughs> Man, I, I still get people who, in, in different cities
2: in different countries who who recognize me from that video. <laughs> of all the things I've done in the world.
1: <laughs> How's your diet? I mean, I know you got a book on that as well.
2: Yeah. Man, my diet is a lot more straightforward than what people think. Everyone always imagines I'd have some weird, crazy diet. I'm a, I'm a standard omnivore, man. Three meals a day. Um, sometimes I'll do intermittent fasting, but not always. Mm. I just try to... I follow an 80-20 rule on a lot of things, and that includes my diet. I try to make sure that 80% of it is... Healthy, wholesome, nutritious food. Mm. The other twenty percent, you know, I try to keep it the same, but I don't have cheat days per se. I but I allow myself quite a bit of flexibility in that. If um, you know, several a few hundred calories per day are coming in from I don't know, <laughs> ice cream or muffins or cookies or pizza or whatever, then that's fine. I I never make sure it never makes up a bulk of my diet. Mm. Um and then same with my training. I try to keep about 80% of my training around big compound movements. Yes. So not just you know your bicep curls and tricep kickbacks and stuff, but pull-ups, overhead press, squats, deadlifts, bench press, stuff like that. And that's really how I train. I train, I do a sort of hybrid of powerlifting training mm. mixed with some bodybuilding training as well. I mean, right now I'm on the road, I'm going to be on the road for at least the next three months. So I'm really just focused on maintaining at this moment. I'm not trying to get any gains because that's not realistic i'm not even able to get into the gym as consistently as usual but i've been training for man i've been training for almost 20 years now so i don't think all that's gonna go in a, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months <laughs> you were arrested in a train station uh yeah i mean this is a, this is a while back this was that was 2008 or 2009 that happened um so yeah I would just been out promoting my music selling my CDs and then I was coming back home and uh yeah there were two firearm units uh, of police at the train station waiting for me I came up you know they raised their guns trained them on me were shouting you know pinned me to the ground arrested me etc of course I have no idea what's going on or why they think I'm doing it. they tell me I'm under arrest for a section 1 firearms incident uh needless to say I had not committed any any crime and uh, Quite, I mean, it it was a weird moment. It was a very, very weird, surreal moment. Um, I knew I hadn't done anything wrong. So once the initial fear of, you know, having, I think I had like five or six guns aimed at me. So once that initial thing happened and, you know, they put me in handcuffs and taken me away to this room and were questioning me, I was very confused. But I think this is where being a very low neuroticism individual really really helps i was actually relatively calm Mm. because i knew i hadn't done anything so i had no idea who they thought i was or what they thought i'd done but i knew i hadn't done anything so i was like or i have no idea what's going on i'm just going to answer their questions and um i know that this is going to work out because Mm. i haven't done anything so it was it was a very very weird moment though. It was not something I would uh, not something I wish on anyone. It wasn't a it wasn't a pleasant experience. It was uh, quite frightening. Um, but yeah, you know it's in it's in the past. It's not something I really dwell on. It's not something sure. I, I think about much. Uh, but yeah, that's just what happened. It was a case of mistaken identity. They thought I'd someone been I was someone who had threatened someone with a gun in a city I hadn't even been to, mm. and somehow their description got cross referenced with my description. And they ended up believing that I was this person. So. Did
1: you, at some stage, think, "Oh, it's, because, it's because I'm black"? Uh, white cops arresting me. I, I, I really don't want to dwell on this, but I want to ask that. Mm. No,
2: I'll tell you where race came in because this whole mm. thing was in, it. It was in, It was investigated. So, at the time, to- so at the, at the time, I have no. I have no idea what's going on. Right at the time, heat of the moment, I have no idea. And then in the next, in the following weeks and months this whole incident got uh, investigated by the independent police. What do they call it? IPCC, I think, Independent Police Complaints Commission, something like that. And it turned out that there had been an incident which happened in Basingstoke, which was a city about an hour away from where I lived. And there had been two young black guys who had an altercation with another man. And they bystanders, said that they saw they saw a gun on Mm. one of the guy's waistbands and then so three police forces were actually involved in this so there was hampshire police dorset police and british transport police and they're sort of cross communicating across these different departments and some so i'm at southampton train station and again i'm saying all this in hindsight this is all what came out after this whole thing was investigated and The last area they'd seen the person leaving in Basingstoke was heading towards the train station. So I think they alerted the British transport police. They sent the description. The guy was wearing a brown cap, like a brown t-shirt and tracksuit bottoms or something like that. I was wearing um, a black t-shirt, one of my black Zuby t-shirts and jeans. So I don't match the description. The only part of the description I match is that I'm a young black guy. And anyway, there was one particular officer who's he communicated the wires got crossed in the communication so he was communicating with the british transport police on who were on the train that i was on and somehow the description of who the suspect was got twisted to be my description does that make sense so there was one there was one individual who communicated the wrong information. Because there was a debate, I, I even was able to hear the uh, the police radio, uh, I, got, I got a transcript of their conversations. And so the people on the train were actually doubtful that I was the person, but somehow the, one guy had scrambled the communication. And then by the time it got to the other police force who actually committed the arrest, the description that had been passed on to them was no longer the description of the original person, but my description, Mm. right? So by the time I'm being arrested, they're certain they're acting on the information they've been given. And the information they've been given is that it's a young black guy with a black t-shirt on with orange writing and he's wearing jeans and it's my description. (laughs) So the arresting officers were acting off of their information. So the only, so the area that you could say race came into it to any degree was in this conflation of the descriptions which was done by one particular mm. officer so it wasn't the arresting officer it wasn't even the people on the train it was one of the guys back in the control room who flipped this description is that something i'd say is necessarily racial i don't know i think it could have been elements i think it could have been the same thing if i had ginger hair or yes. if i were yes you know i'm in an area
1: but thank course, goodness you don't is, have ginger hair <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd look weird, right? Because um, this is happening in an area where there aren't a huge amount of black people. Yeah, right. So I am. So it's likely that if said, oh, you know, it was a white guy with brown hair mm. or whatever, then I don't think that conf- it's possible that conflation wouldn't have happened in that guy's brain. So that's the one area yeah. uh, where I, where you know the racial component could have played a role by simply being a minority in that particular area it's even likely that if that had happened say in london or in birmingham then perhaps that conflation also wouldn't have happened because Mm. i don't think uh i don't think someone would have been quick to say okay well there's a young black guy so maybe maybe that's him so it's quite a nuanced answer it's not as simple as um yeah, it's not as simple as how people would like to paint. How some people obviously would like to hijack yes. it for their own yes. agenda of just saying, "Oh, you know, they were just they just arrested you because you're young and black." It's like, n- mm. no, it's it's not that. It's not it's not that simple. It's um, it's 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 a much more nuanced than that. And well, all, this ca- all this came out, like I said, afterwards. That clip I played at the beginning. That
1: what you released that like what a week or two ago.
2: Uh, Yeah, so that song was real. So the music video just came out about a week ago My music is just a reflection of who I am. It's it's as simple as that in hip-hop and in music in general You always hear people say keep it real, but Mm -hmm. the truth is that a lot of people don't you know, hip-hop is full of uh, lies and exaggeration and boasts and manipulation, etc. And I Actually do just keep it real. It's what I've it's what I've always done. So word of Zuby is my ninth project now And from the beginning of my music, I was like, look, I'm just going to be honest about who I am. I'm going to be honest about my background, my beliefs, my thoughts, et cetera. And some people like that. Some people don't. You know, it's no different from my Twitter or my social media or my podcast appearances, et cetera. I'm the same person all throughout. I'm the same person in the music studio as I am on this podcast. I don't suddenly, uh, you know, I don't swear in real life. You brought up me not swearing. I don't swear in real life. So I'm not gonna suddenly jump on this podcast and start dropping profanity, just like I'm not gonna suddenly go in the music studio mm. and start using all these words that I don't use in real life. I'm not, we talked about my background. I'm not a gangbanger, I've never sold mm. drugs, I've never stabbed or shot or killed anyone, and I don't advocate for that. So I'm not gonna suddenly get in the booth and be some hyper gangster who's, uh, you know, doing all of this stuff that, that I don't do and that I don't believe in. And it's interesting what you said there because that in itself, the world, I think, has gone so sideways that we've sort of circled back to the point where yes. that's somewhat considered controversial. You mentioned the word countercultural. I mean, it was shouldn't Will be Smith countercultural, right? It, should, <laughs> it, it shouldn't be, right? It's like, oh, you know, this th- how controversial, you know, he doesn't swear. And sometimes he, or he raps about uh, Christianity even. Mm. And he talks about this and he's a little bit conservative or whatever. It's like, how is that? controversial you know where is the world going where's our society going that if i were to rap about shooting people and doing drugs and sleeping with as many women as possible and how much money i have then that would be cool like that's fine that's normal but then if i were to criticize that or i were to rap about things that i actually believe in or promote my own values then suddenly some people are like "Ooh, that's a bit uh that's a bit edgy so i think we reached a um, a weird point there
1: yeah, but you're an extremist. I mean, you're you're, you're, writing, <laughs> you're an absolute extremist. You're writing lyrics about families, uh, uh, you know, why, why, it's, why it's good to be, you know, a wholesome person and a righteous person. I mean, this is, this is radicalism stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: well, this, this is where we are, man. I mean, that's something that's so interesting that's happened because a lot of people, the vast majority of people who know me discovered me in the past two and a half years.
1: Yes, But too. I've
2: been making music since 2006. And before 2019, I mean, I'd put out seven, seven albums and EPs. So it's interesting to see how by me just continuing to do really what I've always been doing. I've become a little bit more. I've certainly become more outspoken in some regards and been more willing to t- tackle certain things head on. But really, I haven't. I haven't changed that much. I kind of feel like I've been, I don't feel like I'm the only one in this position where you sort of feel like you, you've you sort of mostly stayed the same
1: mm.
2: and the world has shifted around you and all of a sudden you are now considered controversial or edgy or countercultural, whatever. And I'm kind of like, mm, okay, maybe that says more about society than it does me because I haven't shifted. It's a bit like, you know, to connect it to what we were talking about a little bit earlier with the whole... The whole Corona madness, yes. right? The whole madness that's been going on, right? I've just, I'm in this. I believe the same things that I did in January 2020. If you came to me in t- 2020 and said, Zubi, do you do you believe that the government should uh, should should force people to take to take uh, medicines and injections against their will?" No, of course not. Do you believe that the government should uh, lock down, force people to stay at home, and stop them going outside, and make it illegal for them to see their friends and family? Of course not. Uh, Do you think that they should be forcibly shut down businesses? Do you think it makes sense to force people to cover their faces against will even if they're perfectly healthy and to, you know, wear a mask to walk in a restaurant and take it off to sit down? Like all of the nonsense that's been going on, right? Anybody, any sane person, just go back to January 2020. They would have said "That, that doesn't make sense. Not only does it not make sense, but a lot of that is a clear violation of civil rights, right? You know, we, we live in a free society. This isn't China. This isn't North Korea. Like we don't roll like that. And suddenly, you know, I'm I've I'm just saying the same thing now. And now people are calling me. You know, I've been had, had people call me an, an anti-vaxxer or you want people to die or you don't believe in science or whatever. All these accusations. It's like, how did I suddenly become an anti vaxer in 2021? I never in my whole life. Never been called that prior to this year. All of a sudden, I'm an anti-vaxxer, yeah. right? Because and a conspiracy should, think, theorist. Yes, because I think it should be people's choice whether or not they choose to get an injection. Yes. Wow. Mind-blowing mind stuff, right? You know, crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, that's like, it, it's, it's very odd. It's Something else that's funny that's happened, and I've commented on this before, is how people who, how unmoored the word liberal has become from its proper meaning, Right? So this whole thing shouldn't be politicized in the way that it has been, but many of the people who call themselves liberal have been acting like ultra conservatives, yeah at this for the for the past year and a half, right? I mean, even on a country level, I mean, what are the countries that have had the harshest measures and still do New Zealand, Australia, Canada, right? countries that people you know in in the usa i'm in I'm in Texas, right? Texas is wide open. Texas is there's no, like, Corona doesn't exist here. It's not even spoke, it's nothing, right? Everyone's just normal. Life is normal. Same in Florida, life is just normal. But I've heard that in places like California, New York, et cetera, so-called liberal places, yes, they're still going with, you know, mandates, and now they want to segregate people based on their medical history, and they're doing this, and they're doing that, and people are running around with masks on outside. And I'm like, this doesn't strike me as liberal.
1: <laughs> well, um, Zuby, been you a weird just, inversion. yeah, you just want people at your concerts to drop dead.
2: Obviously, you know me, Jer. I'm like, I'm all about people. Just uh, you, know, you just, know, I'm not. I, I I don't care about. I never cared about health. I wrote a book on health and fitness. I wrote a book on health and fitness
0: specifically to harm people because I don't care about anyone's health or anybody's well being.
1: But that's how you know. That's how you know, and it's not a coincidence, right, Zubi? I mean, you mm. spoke about going into a restaurant with your mask on and sitting down and taking it off now that happens right here okay that happens right here every I'm, country every i'm country. on a different continent i'm on an entirely different continent to you and exactly the same thing the virus goes over your head when you sit yeah, down science. science you know how is it how is it how is it a coincidence that what over 180 countries are doing precisely the same thing exactly the same thing Even to the to the point of how far apart from people you must stand, it's generally Mm -hmm. speaking around about two meters. Mm -hmm. Two meters or six feet. Yes, Um,
2: which is not the same distance, by the way. Um, It's.
1: (laughs) 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 Hold on, hold on. But you you're American. No, wait. You're in America, so you so you use the weird system. The uh, what? What do you use? You don't use metric there in Texas. What do you use? use
0: it's it's imperial. The imperial system,
1: well, yes. There
2: I, we go. I, I, I do. I, I I know both. I know. Okay, both. Right. I'm a British, American, whatever. So, but yeah, no. It's it's very odd. And this is what I'm saying. So people keep talking science, 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 mm-hmm. and then there's so much stuff which is just totally illogical. I mean, we're talking. What about the lockdowns and the stay-at-home orders? It's Where ridiculous. does this virus spread? The virus spreads indoors. <laughs> okay, we know this. <laughs> what 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 kills it? Sunlight. Right, we know that we've known for 15, 16 months that the probability of catching this particular virus outdoors is extraordinarily low, even if people are in large groups together, and the majority of transmission happens indoors. So, what do you tell people? You tell them to stay indoors. You shut down all the gyms, knowing that 80% of people you hospitalized your are actually overweight or obese. You cover your face, even if you're perfectly healthy. Walk around <laughs> with, you know, bacteria. So, by the way, the mask. If, and and with these masks, we already know. I mean, if you look on the side of the box, it literally says "does not protect against COVID 19 <laughs> I mean, it's it's marvelous. It's it's amazing what is going on. Um, but I think we, there's a pen. What's that?
1: No, I was going to say. But you say it's nuts. But just look at the people around you. You cannot you cannot go a day without meeting people who genuinely believe the stuff.
2: And Oh you can you, you can in Texas.
1: I wish I wish <laughs> I wish I were in Texas right now. You have no idea how amazing and appealing Texas sounds. Oh,
0: Do you not see people me, with mosques? Because,
2: no. Um occasionally, occasionally, occasionally indoors. And I'm in I'm in Austin, by the way, so I'm in the most liberal part of Texas. So occasionally you'll see them indoors or, you know, a restaurant waiter wearing one or something. But generally speaking, it's uh, I mean, I, I know exactly how you feel, man. I've, I was in the U.K. for the past 18 months for the most part. And, um, you know, I've basically become a freedom refugee. I mean, I left the U.K. what about five, five weeks ago or so now. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I didn't like the way the country was going. I didn't like the way things were headed. I saw what was going on in oh, it's places bad like there. Canada, Australia, et cetera. I mean the UK's is no, the UK's nowhere near those levels at this stage but it did it did get bad I mean they had the third lockdown went from what December December until May or something like that shut down all the gyms show, closed down all the businesses again etc and um then you know they started floating these ideas of vaccine passports I don't even like to use the term etc you know show your papers they're doing all that stuff mm. different countries in western and I'm just like man I'm out of here I, I'm done. Like so. What are you? Are you, you going to
1: live in the U.S. now?
2: Um, I well, I've applied for a visa. So fingers crossed next year that will come through. Um, but, but I'm location independent.
1: Thanks. But you're in Texas. You, you don't. You don't look Mexican enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot. Some people are saying I should just. I should just go down south of the border and just run over, <laughs> and then <laughs> just do what everyone else does. <laughs>
2: Um, But yeah, we'll we'll see, man. We'll see. But at the moment, I'm just I'm staying flexible. I mean, the world Mm. is in the world is in a period of flux. And from the beginning of this whole thing, my concern has always been far more about the response than the virus itself. Something like, uh, you know, government government is Mm. now God to people. And, you know, the, what did I say? The vaccination is baptism. Yes. And, um, the experts and scientists are the high priests and Pharisees. Um, I can't remember whichever other, which other comparisons I made, but this is the thing. It's, uh, it's not, it's not a logical, rational and scientific phenomenon largely Mm -hmm. that we are, we are dealing with. It's gone far, far beyond that. Into being a belief system and an identity. I mean, what are you calling it? I, I've had seen people even today telling me, um, oh, you know, I got uninvited from my cousin's wedding because I'm not vaccinated. Yeah. Because I haven't taken the COVID vaccine, or um I've been disinvited for family Christmas. So people are putting an injection over their family. And that, and and how does that make sense? We know with these particular injections, really, it's a therapeutic, right? It it protects the person, it lessens the symptom of the person who gets the shot. So there is no logical reason assuming you actually believe these injections work, if you've taken it, then you're protected and it makes no logical reason why you should care about whether or not somebody else is. Right? If I have a if I have an umbrella and it's it's raining, then I'm protected from the rain. It wouldn't make sense for me to be screaming and yelling at everyone else that they also must have an umbrella and I refuse to interact with them if they have an umbrella because I'm already I'm already protected this is not a we already know I mean data has been coming out for weeks and weeks and months now showing that you know even if you've had both shots you can still you can still catch the virus you can still get the virus you still carry just as much load and you can still also transmit it to people but you'll have lesser symptoms
1: I don't don't agree agree. I don't agree no you need to have an umbrella To protect me from getting wet. That's how this works. This is
2: essentially the logic. You know, that's essentially the logic that's going on in this particular situation. If it were a case where, okay, this totally, you know, this really blocks somebody from getting it or transmitting it, etc. Then, of course, still, you know, I'd still be totally against any sort of mandates or coercion, etc. But then at least the logical argument would fly that, okay, by you getting it, you're protecting other people but if it's like okay well no that doesn't that narrative has crumbled right that narrative has actually has actually crumbled so it's simply i mean it's such a this is what blows my mind with this whole thing is it's such a simple concept right we already know we've known for ages 50 and 16 months 90 percent plus of people who have died from this disease are people who are over the age of say 60 and who have one or more comorbidities same in every single country Mm. right and so it's it's totally an age-related disease right this isn't something that's killing killing a whole bunch of children or killing young people etc so that's the at-risk group those that's the vulnerable population always was at this stage in the game all of them who want the shot have had the shot so we've protected the people who need the protection and now it's like, like I said, people don't want it to, people don't want it to end. Now why, why are they trying to vaccinate 12 year olds? 12 year olds aren't dying from this disease. They're not at risk at all. The vaccine would be a greater risk to them, especially across multiple doses than this virus ever has been in the UK, in the UK in total throughout this whole thing in England specifically over the 18 months, 47 people under the age of 20 have died with this virus 47 of them nine people nine had no comorbidities in 18 months
1: Mm.
2: right the average age of death in the uk is over 80 with this virus and everyone who's over 80 who wants the shot everyone who's over 60 who wants this shot everyone who's over 50 who wants the shot has already had it this has been the case for months and months and it's Mm. like like i said people don't want to just let it go it's like okay guys like we should be in celebration mode cool like let's go back to normal let's just live no we don't want vaccine passports we don't want show your papers at the door of every uh, of a restaurant right you mm-hmm. want to eat at a restaurant you need to
1: show your papers you want to as I'm talking to you right now okay there's going to be a curfew in about 5 minutes or 10 minutes I'm not allowed to leave my house because obviously this virus spreads after you know a certain time mm-hmm. at night it's very dangerous it's extremely dangerous at night and then it's like a, a gremlin yeah and then it's a lot safer during the day it's yeah. very clever this virus um, supports, so- it supports BLM too. Remember
0: that, <laughs> dude. It, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the thing, man. Like this whole thing, this
2: whole thing would be hilarious if the consequences were not so serious, right? Like it's so absurd. And like you said, in every country, in whether you're in Europe or you're in USA or you're in Africa or you're in
0: Asia, <laughs> they're doing the same nonsense it doesn't make sense a curfew like how does the curfew how does a curfew make sense right you said oh the virus
2: it's it doesn't um do you, you want know, to- it, it comes out at it comes out at night in the uk they had the thing where you could go to a pub but you know you could only yeah, yeah. order an alcoholic drink with the meal
1: <laughs> yeah. because of covid right
0: like, <laughs> <you're just> like... <laughs> do
1: you want to feel no, even more I- sorry for me I I can't oh, buy sorry. alcohol over weekends because apparently it's an incredibly deadly virus on between Friday and Sunday. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, 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 of course. And even with the store thing, right? You know, it doesn't it doesn't
2: spread in uh, supermarkets or in big stores or in McDonald's even, but uh, it spreads in the private barbershop. shop. It spreads <laughs> in the you know the hardware. It, 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 the whole thing has just been a series of nonsense, and this is how it amazes me that like i said before you know i can offer some grace to begin with of people Mm. going along with the narrative but i'm like at this stage august 2021 no how can someone look at all of this look at all of all of this stuff and be like okay yeah this makes sense right it 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 doesn't it doesn't we
0: we've we've already gone through about 10 different things just off the top of our heads that are like okay that's ridiculous that's ridiculous do you
1: do you deep down inside honestly deep down in your heart of hearts think that it's just politicians fumbling along their way or do you think they're getting uh, orders perhaps from the WHO or not orders but recommendations um, which is why it's also well synchronized because that's what I think
2: yeah no this is not just incompetence it's not, it's not by accident that all mm. these disparate countries with a handful of exceptions are largely marching in lockstep I don't know if you're aware of this, germ. Are you aware that in September 2019, yes. there was a document published on the EU Commission website about roadmap to vaccine passport? September 2019, anyone listening, remember that is before COVID. Before COVID. They had a plan from 2018. I think it started 2018 to 2020. You can literally look it up. If you look up EU Commission, uh, I think roadmap to vaccination passport, roadmap to vaccine passport or something like that. It's called, the document's right up there. It's a PDF file and so and of course you know anyone who talked about this last year was called a conspiracy theorist right people who said that they're going to try to introduce vaccine passports last year were called conspiracy theorists now the people
0: who oppose them are, <laughs> yeah. are, are being called, are being called consp- this, this is the thing all the people who called you a conspiracy theorist will now
2: be turning around saying that you're now a conspiracy theorist again because you're not on board with the idea that they said was a conspiracy theory it even being floated out and this is the thing that's disheartening you know you're saying you've got countries like south africa i mean which was the first country to introduce this flipping israel israel
1: most vaccinated
0: country
2: well well yeah but surely israelis of all people in the world should know the dangers of this kind of thing right Mm. they're doing it in germany i'm like guys come on i mean i'm not big on the world war ii hitler comparison thing but um Guys, like, you know, we, we've kind of been down this road before, maybe maybe creating a two tier system and pinning blame on spreading disease on certain fragments of the population. Maybe that's a bad thing. Right? Maybe creating that level of hostility and division yeah. is, is, is not good and perhaps treating people unequally. Is not good maybe getting people to you know forcing them to identify themselves and show their papers and uh dob in their name yeah, you think that cetera. would
1: you think that would yeah. you think they would realize
2: you would think so this is the thing and th- this is why it
1: just blows my mind because i'm just like guys <laughs> and we'll put you on the train i mean it's it's very dude, bad they're bu-
2: they're bu- have you seen they're building they're building camps
0: in
1: australia camps yes i, s- I, I, I did see that it's, oh, it's,
0: oh, dude like At at what point, at what point can we evoke, at what point can we evoke Nazi Germany? Like, come on, what, what is going on? This is the thing. I'm just like, guys, I'm looking around like, guys, what are you doing? Like, what, what do you mean you're building cabs? Do you know what people, most
2: people already have, most people already have, but they are, they're too silent. They're too cowed. They don't have the balls to stand up and say that something is wrong. The vast majority of people who are even the pe- vast majority of people who are even very much in favor say of the vaccines mm-hmm. they don't think they should be mandatory they don't think that they should the, the government should be a segregating society based upon it or whatever but most of those people also won't speak out against it yeah right and this this is the problem this is how bad ideas go so far how did i even get to the stage where I could simply identify as a woman and literally break the British women's deadlift record and have that record, right? It's because not enough people said, okay, this is stupid, right? The notion that a man can just simply say he's a woman and now can go and compete, like, it's an absurd idea. It's an absurd idea, but, ooh, but, oh, I don't want to sound transphobic. I don't want to sound mm. uh, anti. I don't want to get, oh, someone on Twitter may attack me. I might, I might get called a name. It's like,
0: dude who cares it's like just grow some balls yes grow some balls right you know grow yes. grow some balls like have some courage right there are
2: there are certain hills that are worth dying on right mm. and this is the thing we live in this society where it, people are like oh this, this isn't the one to die on it's like dude you're not going to die on any hill you're just a coward you won't say anything that puts you at any risk of anything Right, and to me, I, I, I can't respect that. Honestly, I can't respect it. I'm not saying everyone needs to be as outspoken as me or needs to do everything I do. But if you see something going wrong, right? If you work in a workplace, if you work in a workplace right now, okay, and they're threatening to fire a bunch of the, the staff because they don't want to take this particular shot, okay? Say something, right? Stand up. I'm getting emails like, "Oh, Mac, I'm scared. I'm scared." It's like, dude, say something. Right, you're not going to be the only person there who thinks this is a bad idea. It doesn't mean that you're anti-vax. It doesn't mean you're whatever. But like, it's just it's just wrong. It's ethically wrong. It doesn't make sense. It's not scientific. It's not logical. And just morally, it's not the right thing to do. I mean, look at what's going on with certain with the healthcare system. I've received so many messages from doctors and nurses, uh, technicians, etc., who work in healthcare. The people who were heroes last year, heroes. You know clap for the clap for the nhs thank you nurses thank you doctors right we people made deities out of these people now all of a sudden the same people who are saying that are are now saying oh you should be fired if you don't want to get the vaccine right even if you've already had prior infection and you've already got the antibodies if you don't join their cult they want you to be fired now same people who called you heroes now throwing you under the bus. the people who worked all through this thing actually dealing with sick people people nursing home workers right and this is the thing that I'm just like, guys, this is this is this is a bad look. And honestly, I think um the reason I'm I'm, I'm quite passionate about this as well is because I think it will it 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 could get very, very dark very, very quickly if people if if people aren't careful. And I really want that to be avoided. If you look at cities like uh I'm sure you've seen like in places like New York City yeah. and San Francisco, they now want to uh you know bring in these mandatory vaccine to to access cinemas gyms restaurants etc i believe 70 percent of the black population in new york city i believe has not taken the shot so you're now want to ban 70 percent of your city's black people in new york city from accessing basic amenity like you do people think that's going to go well yeah right and i'm not just talking black people right like there's a lot of people but you're talking millions of people oh wow now oh no you can't do this you can't come in here like you got to show your paper that's not going to go well, man. It's really, really not going to go well. And it's totally unnecessary. It's totally unavoidable. I mean, like I said, I'm here right now in Texas. It's none of the, They don't have any of this nonsense. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. People aren't dropping dropping dead in the street. Everything is fine. And I'm just looking at places like that, just going, man, you guys are really, you're really playing with fire. You're really, really playing with fire.
1: What are you going to do, though, Zuby? If, in what sense? If they say to you, look... You need to be vaccinated. I am vaccinated, just not for COVID. Okay. Well, I mean that.
2: <laughs> I'm not taking. I'm not. Ta- I'm not. I'm not taking any medicine under force or compulsion, man. Like, if, like man. you literally have to pin me down, mm-hmm. and like, I don't like. If someone wants to try to inject me, they they can try, but you might die in
1: the process. And yes, the thing, right? People also forget about this, but you, you yourself, Zubi, are actually very healthy. Yes
2: extraordinarily i've also had covid i have the antibodies right (laughs) like there's no this is this is why i'm calling it a cult right there are people who want me to get the shot and i'm like there is literally no logical reason so i i should get it would be like someone who's just gotten the shot and i'm telling them you need to get it again because like you know they're like i've already got antibodies and they're like yeah it doesn't matter like you know you gotta (laughs) you gotta take another hit it's like dude i've already got the antibodies i'm already in the low very low risk population to begin with And then beyond that, I've already had it. I've already developed natural immunity. So there's, besides me joining your weird cult and buying your shots, there's no logical reason even why I would get it. And this is all I stand for, right? I think anyone who wants to be able to, it's no different to any other medicine or intervention. Anyone who wants it should be able to access it, should be able to get it. I don't think people should be shamed for getting it. I don't think people should be shamed or bullied for not getting it. I don't think anyone should be discriminated against in either way. I think sane people agree with me. Um, I don't think you should shun your friends or your family or your coworkers based on their vaccination status. Um, I don't think you should with, wish harm or wish death upon anybody based on their vaccination status. All of this is just insane. And like I said, none of this, none of this was controversial three minutes ago. It's just suddenly People have lost their minds and when other people lose their minds if you don't also lose your mind they think you're the one who's lost
1: Zubi, in front of you there is a crystal ball what do you see
2: wow um where
1: where, where what where is the crystal ball
2: where no, where, where and when how far how far ahead am i looking and you interpret
1: you interpret it the way you want Okay.
2: Um I'm an optimist. So I see I see a positive future, but I potentially see quite a lot of chaos and conflict prior to it. That's what I see. I think it could get I I think uh as as I mentioned before, I think there could be a lot of conflict that's being I'd say artificially created, which could come to a head. Um, But I think in the longer term, I think what I see is, is is positive and a return to normalcy and sanity generally on a on a global level. I think the world has fallen into insanity and we're not we're not out of the woods yet and they're still trying to ramp it up in certain ways. And there's going to be a lot of pushback against that, and there's going to be a lot of blowback and conflict it creates. But I think in the long term, I believe in the I believe in the human spirit, and I think the good will win. Go check out <laughs> Word of Zuby. Go get Word of Zuby new album.
1: <laughs> Zuby, it's been great. Nice man. Take care. Bye bye. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare. If you enjoyed this
0: podcast please visit supportgerm.com.